Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. And welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. Um, We are very lucky to have a really special person on as my guest today. I've known Tony almost coming up for a year now, and we touch base every now and again. He really, really knows his stuff. Um, When I approached him and said, would he be a guest on the podcast? I was so grateful, so happy that he'd said yes. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Tony K. Silver, who is a LinkedIn profiler. Hello and welcome, Tony. Good afternoon. Yes, it's about a year, isn't it? It's amazing how time flies. Uh, But yeah, Uh, more than happy. I I love doing podcasts and I just think it's... uh, it's a great medium, and certainly during the current situation, it's a great way of um, getting to talk to people. Definitely, definitely couldn't agree more. And I am so grateful, like I said, to actually hear your pearls of wisdom that you can share from this. So I'm going to jump into the first question, Tony. Can you describe your career path to date, please? I would say it's, it's kind of stereotypical. Um, very short uh, start. I was an apprentice, mechanical engineering apprentice. I spent many of my uh, sort of 20s and 30s in, in that sort of world. Uh, I moved departments from production-based to more customer service-based. Um, I lost my job a few times along the way, as a lot of people did. Um, but the real, the real major turning point was probably 2008, where at the tender age of uh, 48, um, believe it or not, uh, I was, again, made redundant, but I had not got a clue how you found employment. And bottom line, I found an um, executive job club who told me that I needed to use LinkedIn and I needed to go networking. Well, I was on LinkedIn, happy since 2006, so, hey, that's all right. Uh, no, you need to use it, Tony, not just be on it. Ah, okay, right, fine. And networking, what's that? Um, that transpired it's something that happened an awful lot uh, so I set off my journey uh, of networking and using LinkedIn to look for a job uh, and I found myself employment through the Chamber of Commerce which I thought was actually an ideal fit for me because I love talking to people I love trying to help businesses what better um, and for seven years I was there uh, moving around different departments uh, really Fell on my feet to a certain degree, but I think you create your own luck. Um, was a, uh, sort of invited to work in the events department. So all of a sudden, I am now being paid to network. And for me, that was absolutely horrible, as you can well imagine. No, I loved it. And uh, I was doing up to 120 events a year for the Chamber of Commerce, from anything from your local uh, hotel through to Windsor Castle. And I got to grow my LinkedIn connections massively with people from Microsoft, Dell, O2, and the like because we have a lot of head offices based in the Thames Valley and lots of members. Uh, so that was really great. But uh, I think it was, a, it was a comment my wife made that you've got all these wonderful connections, all seem to really, really like what you do and, and, and are great friends with you. You need to monetize it. And yeah, I, I, she was right. 
Um, not that I pay much attention to her because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bloke. Um, yes, it's kind of, it was forced upon me because the CEO passed away. The new guy come in. We never got on. Uh, he made my position redundant, uh, me to another department, which was never going to last. And it didn't. Um, I then actually met someone who I'll mention later in one of your other questions. Uh, he said to me, uh, Tony, you look a pile of feeling the own words you want to there. Uh, you need to get out before they kill you. Um, and we then put together a program that I could start my own business, which I did in April 2018. Solid Silver Solutions was born. LinkedIn Profiler was the title. And that, again, was because it had to be niche because there are other LinkedIn people out there, believe it or not. Um, and that's what I've been doing for the last two and a half years. And it's just progressed and uh, continued to grow my network, continue to add uh, different strings to my bow. Currently, uh, I'm looking at doing voiceover work um, for 2021. So, yeah, there's, there's always opportunities out there. And uh, But I, I'm probably like a lot of people. I've jumped from the corporate world, gone into self-employment. And, again, like a lot of people that get past those first couple of sticky years, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I know to the listeners, I know I say this with a lot of my guests, but make sure you've got pen and paper ready because this man knows his stuff. We regularly catch up, as I say. Um, I don't think there's anything about LinkedIn that Tony doesn't know. It's just brilliant. It's lovely to hear that background and to see and to follow on from that. Can you name three things that made you choose your current career and why? You might have touched on some of that in your interview. Yeah, so I, I, I probably slightly preempted the question because she's given me the questions in advance. I know them. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we have to to make, the, to make these things flow nicely. Uh, the freedom, because uh, it's so nice not having a boss, well, apart from the wife. But, I mean, yeah, it is great. And you, you have the choice to do um, 12 or 13 hour days now rather than the eight you had to when you were uh, employed by someone else it's great fun um but again you know i so much enjoy helping others and it just means i can pick and choose who i help uh and that is a massive thing for me so that was one of the reasons uh and um yeah again i touched on it earlier uh, i wanted my wife to retire she's been in teaching since she was well she was at the school she went away got educated uh, to be a teacher and came back uh, and then worked in school ever since. Now, she teaches four and five-year-olds, so she spent most of her life kneeling down. Her knees are not as good as they could be. And I said, look, I set up this company so you can retire at 60. And they go, that is one of the major drivers behind my business, believe it or not. And that is lovely. It really is. I mean, and also, I can connect with that. My knees aren't as good as they used to, but mine is because I have a love of shoes and I've worn silly great high heels that the that us women do which has completely messed up my knee so I can relate in that respect as well I will now move on and ask you what are the key value what key values does your business offer you honesty it's it's you know everyone should be honest you know, I try and be authentic and honest as I can in all my transactions with people. And that's not always what they want to hear because, funny enough, I do use the word no. Um, but I follow it up with another word, but. So yes. if someone says to me, can you do this? Uh, and I go, no, but I can do this or I can find someone that can do it for you. So honesty. Um, the other trait is reputation, reliability. You know, the two R's. 
we live and die by those, you know, far big, far more than bigger corporations do. Um, you know, my reputation is built up over 12 years in this area. It takes one silly mistake and that can come crashing down. Um, and then, yeah, I, I want to be professional. So, you know, even here today, uh, we're on a Zoom call. I have professional lighting, uh, a professional microphone and a professional camera because I just want to come across as professional as I possibly can. Um, so those are the, the values that I, I think that the company brings uh, to, the, um, to the big wide world, mainly based in the Thames Valley, but I, I do work all over the world. And I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, I'm sat here because of doing the radio presenting. I've got quite an expensive microphone that I use. And as soon as I started using that, it's the quality, the actual sound quality people can hear. And like you say, Tony, when when you're working for yourself and your name and brand is your reputation and that's what keeps you going, you have to put, well, I say the good people, the people that you can really trust and work with put that effort in those that don't put the effort in it tends to show an idea ultimately we're our own brand aren't we we're the first we're the first thing through the door that everyone sees so yes couldn't agree with that more i'm now going to move on now this one this question i throw in just to see um sort of um, jostle things up a bit as it were but Tony what keeps you awake at night I had trouble with this question because I was being a little bit a little bit glib I'm going to say nothing but or the fact that I'm 60 and I need to go to the loo on a regular basis but no we won't go into that um it's it's a mixture of excitement um but I do suffer from anxiety but it's a good anxiety and it's a, it's one that is is well worth having in that is the anxieties I want to deliver you know i don't want to let people down so sometimes i am a little bit anxious but i i guarantee that you know within half a second of me uh, engaging it's gone you know uh, it's like a workshop and i know you run them i can be running around like a madass fly before it getting anxious about everything as soon as i open my mouth to start the workshop it's all gone away i'm straight into professional mode and i then really enjoy it and have a lot of fun with people but yeah so i suppose excitement on one hand a touch of anxiety but a good anxiety yep and this is where most of my guests reflect the same thing. This is why I'm so pleased the people that I've got on, because nearly everyone I have asked that question has said, no, nothing, nothing necessarily keeps us awake. But I'd reflect exactly the same as you've said. It's when I'm excited, when I'm working on a new workshop or a new idea, that's what keeps me awake because I can't fall asleep because my head's going, my mind's going constantly. And in the end, I've learned now, I just get up and I think, right, if I'm not going to sleep, if I can't switch off, I may as well put this to good use. And I get up and I'm up, and out comes the computer, which I know is not the best way to try and sleep, but it's so good to see. I see why we're so aligned. <laughs> well, actually, there is a sort of disparate there because I've got pencil and paper. I don't have a computer by my bed, so I don't want <laughs> It's, but it's it's amazing you think that you think right yes i'm gonna sleep i'm tired and then as soon as your head touches the pillow if you've got those ideas going through that's it that's when the quiet time your mind starts to think oh i can add that to it i can add that to it yeah i, I i've got i've trained myself out of that and it took a while to do and it's writing everything down before and then just having a close of play yeah. um but then in the morning i i'm lucky that because i've 
run all those events in the Chamber of Commerce. Getting up early became a way of life. Yeah. And I'm extremely creative uh, early hours. That's when I wrote my book and everything. So I, I, I can get up and I'm straight at it. There's no lag at all. Um, I can literally get up, take a dog for a walk, and I'm straight into it. Uh, so I'm very lucky in that respect. I know a lot of people do take a little bit of time to get going. No, I'm, I'm, I'm red hot from the minute I wake up. But brilliant. You see, this is where we're so alike as well. I'm a morning person and that's it. I have my routine and that's it. And that's when I get my downloads and when I start to work. So again, it's so good to see. And we see that pattern through all the people that are driven, that are working for themselves. We've all got that that oomph, that impetus to actually keep working and everything, which is, again, is great to see and to hear. Now, going back to the way you work, Tony, can you tell us where and how do you work best so the listeners can see, because they could well become your clients and customers? Well, I set up the company originally. Um, I, I, I say this quite, again, quite tongue-in-cheek because I'm a little bit of a rascal, um, is that the business will always intended that I could sit on a beach in Miami and do majority of my services and products from there. Uh, and so the COVID-19 and the shutdown hasn't really affected me. So my, my business uh, is something that can be uh, done uh, remotely for the majority of the things I do. But my best work is done networking, uh, pure and simple. I've done, I worked the other day, it's like 1,750 events I've done over the years. And I just love it. And it's, it's helping people. It's getting people on a journey. I met a lady this morning that's uh, got a great concept. It's right at the beginning of it, and I just couldn't stop giving her good advice. You know, and I just, I just love that. All right, I would love to have met her personally, but it was online. So I think networking is where I do my best work. That's where I start building relationships. That's where I give out. So this morning, and I give some tips to people here, um, just interceding to the uh, proceedings. There's three things I spoke to them about this morning. Um, are you aware that actually on the LinkedIn app, they, they change the size of your profile picture. They didn't bother telling you. But all of a sudden, that lovely banner you've got across the back, which looks nice on your laptop, doesn't look so nice anymore on the app because your head's covering up half of it. Have a look at it. It might be something you need to adjust. And then the headline, one of the most important parts of LinkedIn, changed it to 220 characters recently. Again, didn't tell anyone about it. It gives you a great opportunity to stop having your job title in there and have something far more interesting, like what it is you can do for me, the viewer. And then finally, uh, something that they reinstated is a lot of people said oh, company page on LinkedIn. But, uh, they, you can now actually see who's following your company page. They reinstated that after about 18 months of not being able to. So they are three up to date little tips. Uh, well worth looking out on LinkedIn. Yep, definitely. And yes, Everything you've said there has made me stop and think because, yes, when I work from the tablet and I do a lot of work from the LinkedIn app and I'm going to have to see on the phone and whether I do need to change that border picture, that headline picture, and just to see with that. So thank you. Thank you for that. And to move on now, again, it might be something, again, that the listeners can hear and learn from you. What tools do you use that makes your work life easier? Well, I kind of the biggest tool obviously is LinkedIn. You know, um, that's 14 years of training and practicing using it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this this thing we're using, this Zoom thing, which obviously is very big news, has been around a while actually. <laughs> I've been using it for a couple of years, and it, it has given me the ability to um, have clients all over the world. 
because I haven't physically got to sit next to them uh, to do the uh, the training with them. We can do it on Zoom. So I actually, I embrace, even though I'm an old fogey, I do embrace technology. Uh, so Zoom most definitely. Uh, and yeah, virtually everything else is around LinkedIn. Things come, things go. I do like um, some of these little Chrome extensions you can get um, for video work. So I use a product called Vidyard, which is V-I-D-Y-A-R-D just installs on Chrome and it allows you to do little short videos. Um, you can share the screen and everything. So I'd use it a lot in some of my um, dealings with clients. Uh, when they say, Tony, I'm not too sure what you meant by that or what LinkedIn done here. I just do a little short video and send it to them. And so, yeah, that's a lovely little tool as well. So it's, it's well worth looking at. And this, again, these are things that really do help. I mean, I know with the Zoom side, that's how we first connected. And like we said, that was over getting on for a year ago now and you can use so many things and you get that face-to-face interaction which really does help so oh yeah i mean it's yeah meeting in person would be great mm. the best way but this is this is as good as it gets um so yeah stop emailing people zoom call them it's yeah. far better you get more out of it yeah, you can see the body language and you know if the language that you're using has landed properly. With an email, nine times out of ten, people haven't even got time to read it. And you, at least where you actually have that Zoom call where you can do the face-to-face, it's far more personal. And you build up that relationship, like you said. It's, it's one of the best ways to go, I think. And the, the other thing is one of the NLP uh, major parts is that, you know, the meaning of any any message and communication is how it's received. Yeah. Now, if it's just written words, someone puts an exclamation mark at the end of a sentence. I don't quite know what they mean by that because it can mean good or bad. So yeah, pick up the phone, talk to them, but better still, yeah, zoom them, have a look at their eyes. Yeah. Yes, definitely love that. Absolutely love that. Now I'm going to go to the next one. This is where we start. The listener starts to get to know about Tony. Now, Tony. What would you have done differently in your life if you'd known then what you know now? There's two things. Um, funny enough, I just it's come out the other day, and I was sort of someone was asking me about my history as so I was going through it. And um, I work for a company uh, that's made interiors for planes, and we had the lovely gentlemen's come over from Boeing, and they offered me to go back over and work in America. Yeah. Uh, Bad timing. I just met my uh, to-be wife, who still ma- I'm still married to 25 years later. So it wasn't the right time. But yeah, in business, I'd love to have seen what would have happened if I'd done that. Um, um, but the other thing is, is yeah, I, I needed to have jumped into doing what I'm doing now earlier uh, in hindsight. It's, it's very, very um, difficult to make a decision like that. Uh, but believe me, everyone listening, outside your comfort zone is where it's at. Don't sit in that bubble. Get outside. There's so much opportunity out there. It's scary. Get some support. Get a mentor. Get a coach. Get get a group of people around you. My God, it's fun. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Now, that is what I'm teaching half the time with my radio show. I'm actually doing bits of business coaching, and I'm adding the spiritual side. So I'm talking about law of attraction. But everything you've said there is now, you know, Tony, that I do contracting work. And so I have to hit the ground running and go in to large corporates. And nine times out of 10, because we work with social media and 
people will look at me and think, well, I'm a couple of years older than they than the person they expect to do social media. But then I say, yes, but I've got the business acumen. You and I both, what we bring to the social media arena is something that a lot of the younger people have yet to have is that business acumen, that business experience. So although, yes, I agree with you, I think, yes, wish I'd done certain things slightly earlier, on the plus side, we've got that experience and that's what we bring so we can help our clients move forward at such a rate of knots and that's where our business acumen and experience helps us. Yeah, you can't buy experience at the end of the day. Um, there is ageism in this country. I don't care if it upsets people. Uh, if you find yourself out at work in your 50s, uh, but you've got so much experience. And, you've got, you know, and I just think people look at the wrong, wrong way around. And um, yeah, we're both proof. You can learn new tricks as old people. You know, yeah. I'm down with the kids. I, you know, I understand social media. You know, LinkedIn, all this is something I had to learn. I'm still learning new things now. No, no. Yeah. So, uh, experience, experience counts for an awful lot. It does. And like you say, and I'm so glad to hear you say about the ageism thing because people don't always call it out. And I'm finding it's, especially in the corporate world when I do the contracting, it's the younger people that are threatened by my knowledge and that's when they play the ageism card. They say they aren't, but yes, you and I know that they do. So it, it is good that you're confirming something that we both already know. So um, I, I'm sorry, carry on. Yeah, I, I am known for having an opinion and not being scared to voice it, but I think it is, what's the point in not? Yeah. Not everyone's going to agree with you, but mm. it's fine. But that's that's the whole idea of almost niching down, isn't it? That your niche, those people that connect with you, they're the ones that are going to be your tribe and move forward when we're talking the social media thing. And it's people that connect with us and what we offer. So, yes, definitely, definitely. And so from that, maybe this is a nice jump to the next question. What is your biggest challenge and why? My biggest challenge is, I'm going to be really boring and say COVID-19, but it's people's, other people's reaction to it, not mine. I've taken it as a massive opportunity. Yeah. Um, but what I find is that a lot of people have um, almost been paralysed by fear, um, and fear of the unknown is, is a difficult one. But I think it is that, you know, it is definitely going to be different. There's going to be this new normality that everyone keeps talking about. Uh, but let's get prepared for it. Let's get ready for it. Let's not just sit in our shells and let it hit us. Let's attack it. Yeah. Uh, so my biggest is fear is that uh, it is paralyzing people. And therefore, you know, um, we had a little chat before we did this. You know, it is stopping people making decisions that they should be making. Yeah. Um, and my fear, my, that's my fear is that my workflow shouldn't be what it is because people are, not making decisions when actually it's if they looked at it with a really clear sight they go actually let's go on and do it yeah uh, that i would completely completely agree with I mean, because yes i hit covid the first few weeks i was scared because i didn't i was watching the news i was glued to the news which was the biggest mistake biggest mistake possible and then i suddenly sat there and i thought no come on give yourself a shake I work with digital communications, which is what everyone is turning to. And the amount of calls in the last two, three weeks from recruiters saying, 
we need your skills, we need your skills. Coming out of COVID, I think my potential for growth for my business is out of this world. But then they're still saying it's going to be September time before they start looking at the budgets. But it's people being brave enough to know that they suddenly want to have their summer holidays because sitting at home isn't, it, although it's a holiday, it's not the same as getting away. So everyone will still want to take their holidays. And then I think yours and mine experience and what we work in, I think that is going to be what everyone wants going forward because they've realised, the larger corporates have realised this is the way to work. And we've got the experience and the know-how and the knowledge to help people to actually grow in this area. Absolutely, yeah, totally. I'm now going to move to the next question. Now, I have been pulled up on this and I've been told that it's quite, it uses the ego a lot. So I apologise with that. No, no, I don't apologise because it is, it's getting to know, we're getting to know you, Tony, you the person. So how do you want to be remembered? Um, I just want to be remembered as that really, really nice guy that helped out. Uh, and I know that's really shallow, pathetic and all that, but ultimately that's what I do. I help people. And, you know, it's just, it's the fact that I have my reputation that I have uh, for helping and for always being there and, and always coming up to the plate, et cetera. Uh, and I just, I just, I just like it. I just, I love it when people say, Oh, I have heard about you and, you kind of know it's actually going to be positive um, because, you know, that's, that's the vibe we're putting out there. So, yeah, the, the guy that, 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 you know, selflessly helped other people because sometimes, yeah, we, I, like this morning, you know, I'd given out a massive amount of advice that you know, a business consultant may have charged quite a bit of money for, but I just didn't see that, you know, it was the right thing to do. Uh, will that lady remember me? Well, within half an hour, she was already saying at the end of that meeting, I'd like to give big thanks to Tony K. Silver for the advice he gave me earlier, and I shall be acting upon it and talking to him very soon. Brilliant. That's what, lovely. That's what I want to remember for. That sort of warm, glowing, hand-holding, what a nice guy. Bit, Yeah, it sounds a bit pathetic, but hey, that's what I want to be. But that that is, that's what's already happening. That's the way I see you. Like I said, we've connected and we've stayed in touch. And you don't do that with everyone. There's lots of people I've spoken to. And I can probably say on my two hands, there's 10 people that I stay in touch with and you're one of them. And for just that reason that you've just shared, because I know I can share with you, you're sincere, you know your stuff. And they're the people we want to work with. You don't want people that are going to do the backstabbing and just want to know your information so that they can ride roughshod over you because no one wants to work with people like that so yes thank you they don't, they don't last long no no this is very true very true now we're getting into your childhood a bit here now tony as a child what did you want to be and how close to that dream are you now well this is the one question i'm going to disappoint everybody on because i actually have a massively poor memory I don't remember any part of my childhood whatsoever. Um, my wife has seen photographs of me as a, a youngster, and I'm going, who's that? And my mum's going, that's you. Uh, is it? I haven't got a clue. So I can't say that I wanted to be an astronaut and all that sort of thing. I know that pretty much at the age of 16, because uh, I was asked this question the other day, um, what was your sort of 
work spreading out to the distance. But I became an apprentice. It was the thing to be done back in those days. So I, I suppose at the age of 16, I thought I was going to be um, a director of a manufacturing company. It was probably... Um, and I never—I got to own my own production company, so yeah, I, I, I met that. Uh, but that, that's in my past. And um, but no, I, I haven't got one of those little uh, little anecdotes about wanting to be, you know, the next Buzz Aldrin or anything like that. Unfortunately, so yeah, um, memory issues don't allow that. But it's so good what you have achieved and everything. Like you said at the very beginning of this interview, where you shared your career path and everything, amount of stuff. Because as well. I'm going to ask you, because it might come on to that slightly later, but I am going to ask you now as well. You you did mention you've written a book, or have you written books? I've written two books. Um, one, but again, it, they are um, business books. So the first one is about taking networking onto LinkedIn, um, and that purely is, is my philosophy, is that when I network with people, I take them onto LinkedIn. The second book, which is the one that uh, sells uh, more frequently, that's not an Amazon bestseller. It's just it's a little book of LinkedIn, and it's a little, very thin little book. Uh, it's meant to be a workbook, and it really just contains uh, all the good things that you should be doing on LinkedIn. Um, and they say so I have blank pages in there if you make notes. It's the sort of things you carry around in your briefcase and just dip into it uh, as and when you need it. Having said that, with LinkedIn, I probably need to do a revised edition of it. So that's. Uh, Potentially, my uh, my summer holiday now being uh, converted into rewriting the book, but um, yeah, um, that's kind of where it's at on that. Brilliant, thank you, thank you. And that leads me now. This is my selfish passion, I'm afraid. This one question I love books, I love reading, I just love consuming knowledge. So, I always ask my guests, Can you name three titles of your favorite books and why you've chosen them, please? So, Mr. Grumpy by Roger Hargreaves. No, no, that's me. Um, no, business books. I am a great consumer of business books. I have also adopted uh, Audible, uh, so I'm now listening to them as well. Um, mine aren't, mine aren't uh, well, the one that I think uh, a lot of people will have in their list as well is you know, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits. It's a long time ago since I, I first read it. It is still massively relevant um, it's still a book I would turn to and, and advise people to read because uh, it just does lay things out in such a brilliant way. Um, then we go into a bit of what I'm uh, involved in. I, I study psychology and I use that sort of thing all the time. Uh, so Influence uh, by Cialdini, Bob Cialdini, great, still around with us, um, wrote a seminal book on influence and used properly. It's a really great tool. Um, but unfortunately, yes, you could misuse some of the things in there. But I use reciprocity. It took me ages to get me to learn how to say that properly as well. <laughs> reciprocity, I say it again. Um, because, yeah, like this morning with that lady, I gave her a big slice of information. You know, I don't expect anything to come back, but something might. And that's, that's kind of what you do. Um, so that's a really useful book. And then uh, the other thing about being in business is having the right mindset perhaps a growth mindset. So Carol Dweck's book on mindset, again, is uh, for me is a seminal reading, again, that one I mentioned on a regular basis. Um, if we were to zoom the camera over there, I have a bookcase with about 150 business books. Um, I'm a massive consumer of them. Uh, but those three are the ones I would probably most readily come to mind. There, there are lots of other really good ones. So anyhow, and a lot of them are written by people I know. Yeah. So if I missed you out, 
sorry about that <laughs> oh this is brilliant and of course i'm loving that and a lot of the titles you're sharing yes i know i think once you get to a certain level with your business and with your learning there are certain books that everyone has on their bookshelf and i also Ooh, have I want, to I want to add one more can i please yeah, yeah. i want to i want to add an author that i do know he is around he's younger than me daniel priestley um key people of influence 24 assets oversubscribed and i can't remember the other one any of those books are really worth reading i'm i'm re, um, reading the revised oversubscribed book and it's a real real pain because every time i read a chapter it gives me something to do because it's still so relevant um and the fact that i can pick up the phone and speak to daniel as well also helps Oh, you are so, so lucky with that. I mean, yes, I, I like my hard copy books, but I often have the same books on Audible or on Kindle, depending on where I'm travelling, and I can pick up. Though Kindle was quite a learning curve for me because I thought I never thought I'd get away from the normal hard copy. But we work, we work online, so yes, the digital versions... Uh, quite good but you still can't beat that turning the page can you <laughs> no, absolutely not no oh this is this is really i'm absolutely loving that and there are a few of the books you've mentioned that are now going to be added to my library and this is why i say this is my selfish bit that i add for the interview so i can grow my library a bit so again you might have touched on this next question on when you were talking about the books, but who would you say are your key influencers and why? Okay, so yeah, um, Daniel, most definitely, um, because, you know, he's real. I bet him, um, you know, I can speak to him. Uh, I, and he's, he's just, he's so relevant um, to the current uh, digital era. Um, Simon Sinek. Uh, yeah, I love all his stuff. I'm a great consumer of TED Talks, etc., and uh, most of the things he puts out. And I, uh, yeah, I do pre-order his books as well because I just I love his stuff. Um, but then I'm going to throw someone in that people may not have heard of, and uh, there's a gentleman called Warren Cass. Now, Warren Cass has actually written a book called Influence, and I did tell him off that it's already been done. Um, but he's the gentleman uh, that is the guy that set me uh, on where I am today. Um, He's the guy that told me I looked like a pile of uh, back down in Swindon back all those years ago. But he's the guy that helped me put everything together. And, uh, yeah, if I hadn't had Warren in my life, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. So he's probably one of the biggest influences. He's still around there. He's a lot younger than me. He's out there as a uh, professional speaker and a uh, thought leader. Um, yeah, um, he's he's a, another same sort of value to me. He's a, he's a great giver. Um, as I say, he gives me lots and lots of knowledge and yeah I, he's, he's again a car i can pick up the phone to and um uh, discuss things with so that is for me someone that yes definitely is my main influence brilliant, brilliant and again where you and i are discussing i can see your answers this is why we get on so well because we could be the other way around and you could be asking me and i'd be giving very similar answers this is why we connect so well I'm now going to move on. This is my longest question, so I have to take a great big deep breath when I say this one. Now, if you could share a great meal with anyone, alive or dead, what would the meal be and who would it be with? Um, second point first, Morgan Freeman. Quite simply, I can sit and listen to him, read the telephone book. 
I, I, I'm a great, because of my voice, I love people with good voices. Uh, I've never seen him in a bad film. Uh, I, I listened to him on interviews and that, and his voice is just, uh, it's fantastic. So I'd love to sit and have a discussion with him. Um, Meal-wise, I'm a bit of a curry man. You know, I, I, it's, you know, I could say steak and chips, but I suppose really, you know, a real good authentic curry would probably be uh, my ideal sort of meal. Um, with about 25 different dishes. So, yeah, it's uh, a little bit of everything rather than just one main thing. But, uh, now, Morgan Freeman, um, it's not business related, but yes, I mean, his business is his voice, and to me, it's his right to get the top of the tree, and I just love listening to him. Uh, so, just listening to the answers he gives, you know, will be absolutely wonderful. Yeah, and that, and now I'm going to give you saying that. I'm, I'm going to ask you now. Normally, I ask my guests but off um, camera, off um, recording, but you've given so many wonderful responses. And just that, can I ask, invite you back for another um, interview, please, Tony? Because Absolutely. There's loads more where this came from, I'll tell you. <laughs> it, it's, it's lovely because, I mean, just to hear what you were about, Morgan Freeman and the ideas and just where you talk about the language and the speech that's a whole podcast in itself because teaching people how to use their voice and how to engage with their customers with their client with their audience and everything you've shared on this is just is pure magic it really is and for you to mention when you said about lots of dishes with curries and everything I mean that that's my idea of heaven to actually sit round a table, good food, good conversation, and that you could literally you could do a podcast every month just on a different meal and a different topic and have say key intellectual people there and what would they say? That would be brilliant. So anyone listening, we're both up for this. You could actually make that as a whole series. Any sponsors out there, we're we're willing to run this for you. <laughs> this is it's just i can't believe the time has just shot past and these answers we've learned so so much what i'm going to do the last two questions i'm going to pull them together because i think they complement each other and this is the bit that the listeners you take your pen and paper but don't worry i will also add this to the description but tony this is where i ask what services or items do you offer to your clients or customers? And also, do you have any special offers at present? Okay, yes. Yeah, so this is the, this is the promotional bit. We should be doing an eighties promotional voice for this one. Topic uh, <laughs> today. Uh, yeah. So I'm a LinkedIn profiler. What that actually means? Uh, it means that I look at LinkedIn's profiles of people, and there are twelve key areas within that profile. I then uh, put together a report for them which shows where they are. And I'm a little bit brutal sometimes, but I think honesty is the best policy. Uh, but I show them where they need to be and how to get there. Um, when I first started the business, that was my core products. Uh, I got great reviews for it. Um, but unfortunately, people were implementing it. So nowadays, uh, it comes with a 90-minute implementation session with me. So you actually get all my knowledge. And you also get a very nice LinkedIn profile at the end that doesn't just look pretty. It actually gains clients because you've gone from being anonymous to being highly visible. And as long as you follow what I teach you, then you will remain that way. So that is the core products. Um, 
but I run workshops on it. Now, those are two distinct types. I do in-house for companies, which is often the case where I'm working on a one-to-one basis with the senior partners, and I think they get me into work with their client-facing teams. Um, and I've just, <laughs> I just took up residency at Ascot Race Course about two months before COVID started. Um, so I have access to Ascot Race Course, which is obviously a world-famous venue. I have a meeting room there, and I will be running workshops there. Um, public speaking, yeah, I'll go up on stage and talk. Not a problem there. Um, podcasts, yeah, now and again, you know, I like a good podcast. Um, up here on webinars. And yes, the voiceover work is also uh, coming along nicely. So it's a mixture, but the core thing is LinkedIn. It is that 14 years of knowledge. It is turning people from going, well, I don't quite know what to do. Where do I start? Um, so is your CV just like a, you know, an online CV or LinkedIn profile, just gathering dust? You don't quite know what to do with it. Yeah, well, I can demystify it and I can hold your hand with a process that gets it out to the other end where you're going, actually, we're getting leads from LinkedIn and we're actually converting them because people are finding us and they're liking what they see, um, which gives me a nice warm glow because I offer a, a nice, big, fat, 100% money-back guarantee. Money's still in my pocket. No one's ever, ever even been close to taking it out of my pockets. So um, what I can offer now is that I actually have a five-day challenge, uh, which is completely free. You know, um, It is literally to make you think. So there are five distinct things you need to do over five days. They haven't got to be consecutive days. And then you get bonus day six, which is talking to me. So the downside to it as well, unfortunately, but who cares? You don't have to take the day six if you don't want to. So yeah, I will pass on the link um, to Pearl so she can put it out there for you. But yes, that's that's my offer. Also on my website, which is www.solidsilversolutions.com, there's a downloadable free ebook, which is actually... um, 10 mistakes you should avoid on LinkedIn. Uh, so yes. Um, and by the way, you're probably making at least five of those as a minimum. <laughs> as in me or as in the listener or both. If you want to take it on the chin, Pearl, I couldn't possibly say, but I, on average, <laughs> most people are making these uh, at least five of these mistakes because the thing about LinkedIn, though it's brilliant, fantastic, makes me my living their marketing of telling people what it can do apart from finding you a job, which is where they make all their money, is appalling. So they, people don't know what it can do. And realistically, therefore, I don't blame anyone for having a substandard profile because they're not, they're not known any better. If they know better and they still was rubbish, then fine. Yeah. But most people don't know. They don't even know how to change the banner, you know, or, uh, and things like that. It's just simple little things. No one's ever shown them. Yeah. Yeah. So... It just leaves me to say, Tony, thank you. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. I've learned lots. Now, I thought I knew LinkedIn, but I always, every time I talk to you, I learn more. It has been a pleasure. And to hear your background and listeners, you've heard, Tony has agreed to come back, um, be a guest once again. So I ask you, make sure you subscribe because if you're a subscriber to the podcast, as soon as a new episode goes up, you get that alert so you know that you can come and listen and enjoy. So thank you, Tony. It has been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure for me. I've thoroughly enjoyed all use of my time. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. 
please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening. Enjoy your listening.